Hello, and today we will be reading a Harry Potter fanfiction that is so adorable that when I first read it, I could not believe it existed. It is completed and on archive of our own, and it is just way too cute to exist, and I honestly kind of wish it was canon. It's just, it's perfect. It's it's literally perfect, and the author is beautiful and amazing and deserves all the love in the world. So please go support them and read this fanfic. Today we will be reading Mad-Eye Moody's Little Marauder. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce their username because I know I will butcher it. Summary. Mad-Eye Moody always wanted kids, but it never happened, so it made do with a slew of apprentices. Until one day, he finds a little boy who needs someone to step up. Someone who can protect him from any threat. And more importantly, teach him how to protect himself. Or how one adult stepping up can change the world. And also make people's heads spin. Alzaster Mad-Eye Moody hated walks. He hated the outdoors, he hated nature, he hated sunshine. He hated being in public places where he couldn't vet the surroundings, or where people he didn't know might be. Suspicious people. People who would be suspicious of him. He hated open places where anyone could take him out with a sniper shot. Alzaster Mad-Eye Moody was not, however, an idiot. He knew that his vigilance could sometimes go too far, and really... If he was too anxious to go into a public space for a walk, he was too anxious to be an Auror. Alzaster Mad-Eye Moody loved his job. Many who knew him after he became an Auror would doubt this, but Moody loved many things. He loved history. He loved his country, even if it was made up some idiots with dandelion fluff for brains. For those who knew him in school then, the fact that he loved his job would not seem out of place. In fact, for a Hufflepuff to find a job where one could help people and pursue justice and find self-fulfillment was the goal of life. Alzaster Mad-Eye Moody was also a good deal of fondness for children. He adored his younger siblings growing up. He had adored the younger years over him who was perfect. Though, not head boy because Minevra was a newsier and everyone knew there was no beating out her smartass. He always wanted children. Unfortunately, he hated the aforementioned sheep with dandelion fluff for brains. And he found out during his seniors, most women of his age fell into that category. When presented with the choice between time at a career he knew was fulfilling and the pursuit of some perfect bride he may never meet, he chose work. Every time. Until he was too old and scared, and all the women of his generation interested in a family were taken. So he lived his parental challenges out vicariously through his friends. Yes, he did have friends, despite what the younger Aurors thought. And apprentices. Alzaster Mad-Eye Moody loved his apprentices. Even if he swore he'd never let them know. Shock was a good kid. Strong and capable. Srigamore was intelligent, crafty, if a bit bigoted. Bones was a genius. And he doubted he ever felt prouder than the day she was named head of DMLE. Felt like he was walking his own daughter down the aisle, even if she was only a decade younger than him. When he handed her the key to the director's office after Crouch moved to international relations, he had loved Black and Potter too for all the good it did him. One dead and the other a traitor. Should have seen the signs. No man, no. You've thought of that enough. Nobody saw it, not even James. 
And he was a damn fine horror. Nobody saw it. Stop thinking about it. That always leads to madness. Miles Ostrom had I moody knew he was paranoid. He also worked very hard to make people think he was more paranoid than he actually was. He made them think he was crazy. Many people ignored the threat of a crazy person posed. And his paranoia kept the young'uns on their toes, kept them honest, and kept them alive. Except for Potter. Damn, focus, fool. At the moment, Alizaster was making one of the hated walks. He didn't trust the wizarding world for such a thing, of course. To a small town, many people who knew him. To many people who hated him. To many people who'd try and have a bloody conversation with him. No, no. The wizarding world had no anonymity. So, he took his every other day walks through the muggle world. This offered a variety of convenient advantages. Nobody knew him, so nobody wanted to talk. Heads down, they'd shuffle around each other on the sidewalk and move on. Nothing to see here. He got a few glances for a scar in his leg. A muggle prosthetic. Far better than anything wizards made. Charmed to look like an eagle claw when a wizard looked at it. After all, if wizard thought he had used a slow, plodding, noiseous, garish thing like that, they'd never expect to move with the speed the muggle prosthetic allowed. But he had learned long ago how to keep his back straight and his face blank, putting on the aura of military veteran. He even had the occasional man from Muggle Forces salute him passing on the street, which Moody was quick to return. After all, a fellow warrior was a fellow warrior, even if they fought different types of evil. These walks were also allowed for observation of Muggle customs, dress, and other things. Moody hated the wizards who failed to keep up with the times. He was asking for trouble. His own home was in a Muggle neighborhood with the television, radio, telephone, and other such appliances. Knowing how to bend and operate was important for every modern wizard, and muggle ways and fashions changed so often, the only way to keep up was to maintain constant vigilance. Nazester also, as a matter of course, intentionally took his walk in a different region every time. Today, a warm fall day with leaves just browning and the smell of rain in the air, he was walking in Surrey, a small town called Little Wing, to be precise. This, he realized quickly, was a mistake. Suburbs were much harder for blending in, as the woman peeking out from behind the curtains over fences could attest. And this suburb seemed particularly bad, with houses and yards all laid out in neat, same-looking roads. But clearly, if he was being noticed, he was not blending in well enough. The only way to fix that was to learn where he stood out and amend the behavior. He passed a young, hired-looking mother with a set of screaming twins in a stroller, and a tired two-year-old clinging to her trouser pocket. Moody gave the little boy his least terrifying smile. Yes, he had those, even if giving them pulled down the scars and hurt like hell, which was why he saved them for cases like this, and got a shy shuffle behind his mother in return. The woman nodded and smiled kindly before going on her way. It would appear from the increased ruffling of curtains, this was the wrong thing to do. Huh. Alzaster had even reached the small alley separating House 11 from Route 10, still mulling over what he give him away, when a small body hit him from the side. Alzaster, for whom balancing was always difficult due to the missing leg, immediately went down. The boy, for it was a boy, did not, and then the child looked at Moody with a face that stopped his heart cold, muttered a quick sorry, and ran off. Alzaster had no idea what to think. This boy was tiny, far too tiny. He should be, what, six? But the tyke barely looked four, and his cheeks all sunken in like that one kid Moody had pulled over at the Bower House a few years ago. That thought stopped his heart for a second time. No. There was no way Harry Blutter Potter was in the same situation as the Bower kids. Potter was supposed to be safe, protected. 
Albus would never let anyone treat him well like that. Moody was pulled from his thoughts as a gang of children came upon him, covered in dirt, screeching. Get him! Yeah, run away, little coward. Yeah, that's what you get, you freak. Well, well. Looks like a group of schoolyard bullies. Wonderful creatures, children. Moody did love them. Particularly well-behaved ones. Of course, when he was a prefect, he learned that sometimes one had to intervene to turn a rowdy child into a behaved one. And luckily, no parent would believe a six-year-old about the strange man who said weird words and left them with wedgies for three days, or made their shoes constantly untie or any type of bad luck that might befall them. So that was chapter one. This fic follows Mad-Eye Moody as he discovers what's happening to Harry at the Dursleys and going about to adopt him and rescue him from this situation. It is absolutely adorable and I love it to pieces. It is 11 chapters long. I just read you the first one, so you only have 10 more to go if you want to keep reading this amazing fanfic. Please go support this author. They deserve it. They deserve the world, honestly. You can follow me on TikTok as Art. You can follow me on Twitter as Arts. You can also follow me on YouTube as Arts, And you can follow me on Instagram as BluebellIron. I hope you all have a fantastic day and enjoy reading this fabulous fanfic. Mm-hmm.